Amada mía, sé que en tu cuerpo yace otro hombre Radio Menea. I'm Miriam Suela Perez. And I'm Vero Valleti Flores. And we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. And each week we're going to bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love. And this week we've got a little Meneito for you, just three songs that we're digging right now. And we are starting with my pick. I'm bringing two songs this episode. And this is a song by Jay Ruiz, and it's called Culpables. En las noches, visto mi cama con sábanas de sedas, pues con otra olvido su nombre. Ella se cree y no me muero por ella, pues yo también entregué mi cuerpo. Tú con él te sientes vacía y en cambio yo me siento eterno. bachata hit from 2016. Jay Ruiz is a Puerto Rican bachatero and he's kind of like uses that as tagline. Boricua, bachatero, boricua. Um, and there actually aren't very many Puerto Rican bachateros. It is very like, it's very Dominican. I mean, it's super, super Dominican. It's a Dominican genre. It's yeah. a Dominican genre. But it's interesting because it has popularity outside of the Dominican Republic. Um, right. Know, it's it not has... like merengue is just Dominican people. Right, right. So it's interesting. I don't know why bachata hasn't Maybe we'll see more um, sort of people from outside the DR doing bachata the way that Jade Ruiz is doing it. He -hmm. actually competed in the Puerto Rican version of like American Idol. (laughs) Um, And that was part of how he got famous. There's like versions of American Idol for every single Mm -hmm. place, it Mm -hmm. seems like. Well, and then there's all these other like The Voice, La Voz is a whole spinoff. And yeah, it's interesting to watch like reality television start to influence like the entertainment industry in this way where the all these artists a lot of these artists are coming from directly from some of these competition shows which makes sense because that helps you get an audience influencing every single fucking sphere of life including the fucking presidency that's true that's true it's not just music yeah good point Good point. And I mean, in some ways it did even before reality TV, like the Mickey Mouse Club, right? So many of the like pop stars from our childhood were originally on that show. Like there's always been these sort of entertainment. What was the Mickey Mouse Club though? Girl, I don't even know. I think it was just kind of like (laughs) one of these variety shows where they like kind of like a Sábado Gigante. I think so. They like hung out and they acted. I mean, it was for kids. Sábado Gigante is for adults, right? right? But yeah, they like... They hung out and they acted and, I, you know, I honestly don't know that I ever watched it, but like Britney Spears was on it, for example, right? Like there's been people who... Right. I remember people being like, oh, Justin Timberlake was on the Mickey Mouse right. Club and Christina like, Aguilera was on the... Everybody was on it, you know. right? Exactly. I actually don't know. Was but, Britney on it? Maybe Britney wasn't. 
So yeah, but you're right. Yeah, reality TV has really shaped, changed everything. And like you think about like the drag scene now, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race is such a huge part of becoming a famous Mm -hmm. and professional drag Mm -hmm. queen and all this stuff. So, Um, yeah. But but the song, I think I've mentioned before, I have this Spotify playlist of just things I want to bring to Riley Manan. At this point, it's like 200 songs. Just every time I find something (laughs) I like. Um, And this one was like is like number five on that list right now. So I've had it on there for a long time for a couple of years. So I just thought, you know, okay. It's time. It's time. I don't. It's I, time to bring it. It's time to bring some good old classic bachata. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I like the fact that he's from Puerto Rico. It's like a little bit something that's like a little bit different. You know what this made me think of when you said bachatero boricua? Yeah. Um, I saw on Twitter somebody talking about how they saw a person right boricua like boricuex like with like mm. an with like an x x and boricua is a gender neutral word you know it's not like boricua or boricua you know, know. it's just like it it's a, a gender neutral now. word it does not need an x I know. and i was like this is like a pet peeve of mine because i've seen people do this it's like what you're trying to do is to like make something not gendered but you what you're actually doing is like bringing gender donde no tiene nada que ver right Right. You know, it's just like if I you're know. gonna be doing this, at least fucking know how you're changing well, the language. Like people don't I'm understand. I'm all for changing languages, but oh no. I know, I know. I've seen that also with Afro Latino, like with the Afro part. Obviously the right, Latino part is needs not the X, but Afro is not gender, right? There's no Afra. It's like everything yeah. with an O and an A is not gendered. Right. It's only when the O is serves it's as like a default. Agua. You know, right. if the O serves as the default <laughs> modifier, but it should be A in certain cases when it's referring to a, gen- a woman, then you need the X. But if the yeah. O or the A are not the default, they're just the only way that that word is spelled, then that's not, we're not trying to, I mean, I guess some people could argue that the O is inherently sort of problematic because it's masculine, even if it's the only way that that as word a is letter? spelled. As a letter, know. the O is problematic. Veto that. I mean, I don't. I've never heard anybody explain it that, like, defend it that way. I think there, it's just a misuse of grammar. Like, people just don't understand Spanish grammar. But I, right. I mean, and I see Latinos fine. do it all the time. Yeah, no, just, I know, yeah. and like, I feel like it's like whatever. I think that grammar policing people is one of the more annoying slash classist ridiculous things that people do. Yeah, but like. Adding like and and also I think policing people on like there's so there's this whole other group of folks that like don't want to say Latinx because they think that the way that the Spanish language is is like sagrado or some shit which like right. fuck that too, but right. also like don't no no right. you don't like I feel like if you're gonna be changing some shit you gotta understand how you're changing it. Don't be changing <laughs> shit that's not yeah. gendered into like a, right. a gender a new gender neutral thing that's actually more difficult for people to understand when some shit's already gender neutral. Right. So I guess the PSA here, and if you struggle with this, because like people have different understandings of language and grammar, think about the word and whether the word is ever changed in terms of the gender or not. And if it never changes, then it doesn't need an X. So boricua, even if you're a, a man, you're still boricua. You're not boricua. So there's no X necessary. So that's the... That's the little tip if people are listening to this being like, I'm not sure I understand when to do it and when not to. That's the difference. So mesa is always feminine because the word is feminine, not because there's anything gendered about it inherently. So there's no mesex. Agwix. Right. (laughs) Yeah. 
I know it's interesting because I learned, I didn't learn English grammar in school because I don't know, they didn't teach grammar really. So I learned grammar through studying Spanish in school because that's, you know, mm. in these classes that really weren't a good fit for me because I had some, some native fluency. And so it was kind of confusing. But anyway, I learned just like the grammar principles. So I in some ways I know Spanish grammar much better than English grammar. Yeah. Um, but I was I one of those imagine... immigrants. I was one of those immigrants who like OD studied grammar because I didn't want to be fucking up. And I didn't want to be like, you know, which is problematic yeah. in English. Yeah. Which is problematic in whatever in its own way, you know, like I just like, but like, that's where I went. I was like, you're not going to get me on this one. Like, I'm going to fucking learn your rules and I'm going to know them better than you're going to know them. Right. Right. Well, and I, I think the interesting thing is that I can imagine for a lot of kids of immigrants, they may have learned Spanish at home in a conversational context, but probably never learned grammar, you know, unless you took like really Spanish classes that are essentially for yeah, English totally. speakers, you may never learn grammar. So that's, I think, part of why people probably make this mistake a lot. So I know. I know. It's just like as a person who's, for whom Spanish is my first language, I'm like, y'all, what are we doing here? No, I mean, you I know. think we need to get it right. Actually, I think we, I think folks should understand the distinction and, and should use it um, where it makes sense and where it's meaningful because otherwise it gets, yeah, it starts to lose its meaning. I think people don't understand why totally. we're degendering something that that the That's gender has nothing to do with gender like neutral. gender in the world yeah gender in people yeah so yeah all right well that's our psa <laughs> unexpectedly PSA, but i feel the same add the an same x way. when some shit's already non-gendered so my song for this minute is a song that came out actually i think in january but i somehow missed it and I just want to say shout out Cristabel Acevedo from Mula for putting me on. This is Milka La Más Dura and it's called Picante. You're in for a good, a good one. Vaya, vaya, que portada de revista más bacana Muero entre mamá huevones por pasarse de la raya Soy la para, doy la para y a quien sea se le para Me hace falta par de barra pa' mezclar esta vaina bacana Sicaria, mi pana, esto es mamá Juana con caña Dile a fulano que cambia de brujo que te no hace nada Siempre tiran y fallan, lo intentan y fallan La cagan y fallan, la fallan cada vez que tratan que huevada Yo me tripeo con la gente que me tiran So this song sort of blew my mind because I did not really, I, it just like in my wildest music imaginations and dreams, I could not have pictured Paquita La del Barrio as a sample for I mean, this kind of a song. Right. <laughs> 
It's incredible. It's incredible. I mean, y'all know how much I love Rata de los Patas. It's right. such a fire song. And I feel like sampling it for this song is just, oh my God, I fucking love it. And and also, I did not know that Milka Lamazuro was on this level of an MC. To be honest, I really mm. liked her. Yeah. But like, I was like, yo, you're actually a really legit MC here. Like, you can actually spit, and it made me so happy. And I love, I just love this so much. Yeah, she's great. We brought her one of her songs like early, early on in the podcast. I remember. Yeah, um, yeah, we've brought her before. I don't know, I don't know how many times we've brought her. If it's been a minute, but I, um, yeah, I, I really do appreciate her and her jams. Um, but yeah, yeah. So this song is, I feel like I just immediately added it to my Verano 2018 playlist and it's going to be like, I feel like it's just like such a, like, you think you're starting with some Paquita, but nope. Here's Nicola Masura telling you about how she's la fucking reina. Different direction. (laughs) Yeah. We brought her to our reggaetoneras. Cream all the competition. We brought her to our Reggaetoneras episode, which was episode four, if people want to go back and check that out. It's a pretty great episode. And I remember that song, No Te Confunda, that we brought really well, because I think oh, it was one of the first God. songs so that good. you like sent me that I was like, oh my God, I, this is amazing, and like immediately went on one of my you know playlists. Um, so it, Yeah, it stuck this with song, it was that so song good. is great. Yeah. That song is great. Like, yeah. don't fucking get it twisted. Mm-hmm. So for when you need a moment to tell somebody not to get you twisted, not to get you fucked up, look yeah. up Milka La Mas Dura. Yeah, that song. Oof. And so what's her what's her deal? Where's she from? I don't remember. She's Dominican. Dominican. Uh-huh. And yeah, she's just out here like in the like making it happen. She also has this other song called Sin Compromiso, which is the first one that I ever heard her um, that I ever heard her do. And I where I started to get into her. So I've she's been around the scene for a minute, but she um, you know, I've been into her for maybe the last like four years, five years ish. But yeah, she's just out here doing the thing and I feel like I feel like she doesn't get a lot of the recognition that she deserves because again, like the mujeres in the urbano scene are never really getting like the kind of like come up that people like Bad Bunny or you right. know other other folks like that are getting. Um but I am here 100% for her. Yeah, this is I think that um the article that that Cristabel posted from Mula was like about like Dominican music and like talking mm. about this particular song and about how good of an MC she is and just I was like fuck yes you just made my whole life right now mm. I listened to it so many times and I sent it to my sisters who were both also very excited about this song shout out yeah. Rocky and Pia it's a good one. It's a good one for sure. And it just came out in February, right? Yeah, yeah. It just came out, I think, February or January or something like that Yeah. recently. Yep. But I, like, missed it up until now. I feel like yeah. I'm late. But oh, yeah. here we are. 
that you're not usually late on these things. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I'm too busy keeping up on like all the weird like gender bendy shit that Arca's posting on Instagram, so I miss right, it. Right, right. <laughs> well, speaking of your sister and reggaetoneras. <laughs> oh my God, y'all. So we have like just like a little special clip to play for you here. Mm-hmm. My sister, Katerin, um, she lives in Miami and she had told me before that she's like, yo, Evie Queen did an ad for a plastic surgery clinic. I swear mm-hmm. to God. I was like, I don't fucking believe you. <laughs> I the don't most believe you. Miami thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> but not only that, like this clip is like so wildly Miami because she's recording it from the radio, but she interrupts it by like honking at some motherfucker mm-hmm. that has cut her off, mm-hmm. which is also incredibly Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just going to let you listen to this and decide what you think. Okay, so that's just generally, generally as a concept, that's amazing. I feel like I (laughs) am not 100% certain that that's Evie Queen, but there if it's not her like they're trying to go for evie right you know right i i mean i hope it's her if they're gonna impersonate her she might as well get paid <laughs> she might as well be getting paid right <laughs> also like i mean i'm she's had plastic surgery like i think that's pretty clear right like so so she's like let me let me advertise for this yeah i mean, I mean i'm know. here for her getting her paper i am not mad if it's her um yeah. i think it's in fact, it would be so amazing if it was. I'm not, like, completely sure, but it's just, like, yes, this is, like, EB Queen is, like, beckoning you to the plastic surgery clinic, which, you know, I have mixed feelings about, but in the end, like, it's, like, you, you know, your body, I believe in bodily autonomy, so, like, you get to choose what you do with it, so shout out to yeah. you if that's how you're going to get it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah I would, it's I would, just amazing. Right. I would prefer that she... That, like, our social norms meant that people, you know, were satisfied with how they looked without pressure to conform to a certain aesthetic. But I don't think we should ban plastic surgery. We should just change our norms around beauty, you know? Well, right. And also, like, we're not there. And, uh, no. and people's... No. <laughs> not there at all. And people's... What people look like absolutely affects, like, every single day of people's lives, yep. you know? For sure. So For I sure. get it. I yep. get it. It's intense, yep. but I get it. I also love that this is the kind of um, WhatsApp message you get from your sister. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. It's like also like you you'll have to know that it came through WhatsApp because my sister refuses to use anything else, which is like mm. one of the more Latinx things about her. She's just mm. like doesn't want to text. She like only wants to WhatsApp. 
and I don't have my notifications on WhatsApp like out like that. So I tend to miss things from her. I mean, I do have them. Like I try to check it regularly, but I'm on like a familia group that is just OD. It's just like all day constantly like oraciones and mm. like, you know, like all sorts of yeah, yeah, it's like folks like all across my family across the diaspora. Some people are in Venezuela, some people are like in Colombia and Argentina now. Some people, you know, like everybody's like todo regal because mm-hmm. these people all used to be in Venezuela, pero now right. we're like all over the place because shit sucks. Um, and this is like this family group, which I like actually really, really love yeah. because it's a way to stay close in a way that like you know when I first left Venezuela we had nothing like that it's it's amazing right um right but it's also like a lot you know it's like every single day like I get like you know like everything from like wild oraciones from my tío who's like you know a Jehovah's Witness now to Mm. like you know sexist jokes from my cousin to cute family updates there's no moderator to (laughs) no there's no moderator it's like literally everything like just like all the shit yeah, yeah, I communicate with folks on there, but I, it is not the platform for intervention no. on shit. It is not like I'm not going to be like that prima that only chimes in to be like, yo, that shit was racist. You know, you know like no. in person, like I will do that every single right. time. But like just like I'm not active on it in the same way that some people are. I'm not just going to be like the boner killer prima who's just like that shit was so sexist. Why the fuck are you doing that? I'm not trying to be like right. that right now. Right. Understood. Well, yeah. Thanks for sharing. This. But anyway, fit so yeah. well into our conversation. Who even knew? Um, I guess because, and I think maybe we should do another reggaetoneras episode. It's been like two years. I feel like we could probably come up with. Hopefully, we could come up with six more reggaetoneras to feature. Now that yeah, yeah. I just need like all all of Las Mamis del Urbano to like you know get their come up. That's what yeah. I want. I know, I know. I'm and like, like no shade to having to do advertisement for plastic surgery centers, but also like Evie Queen is legendary. I feel like right. she could be doing different things, and maybe that's what she wants to do. Maybe she wants to chill. Maybe she's like over she's like making kid, records right? and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like maybe that's what she wants to do, but also like she's a living legend. I feel like she could be doing like features with Cardi B and shit. So like um, you know, I just feel like the mujeres and in, in the genre need need the come up. So yeah, shout out, shout out, uh, Milka La Mastura. <laughs> shout out mm-hmm. all the all the mujeres and. In Urbano, what what else do you have for us? And your sister too. Don't forget. <laughs> and my sister for sending me this Hopefully brilliant, she amazing message. Oh, she already gave her permission. She's like, okay. you can put me on your show if you want. Great. Like before Great. I even okay. asked. <laughs> so she knew. She knew. All right. All right. Yeah. We're down. Yeah. We're down. All right. So um, the last song for this minute that I'm bringing is called Ponle Fin. And it's by Elena y los Fulanos. Eso. Esta canción se la dedicamos a todos los que luchan por la justicia y la paz en este país, en nuestros países y en el mundo entero. Vámonos, Fulanos. A las mujeres les dice que sean buenas, que se ajusten, que se aguanten. 
as per usual, especially these many, those are like all sorts of different genres mixed into one little episode, which is why you love us. Um, so this group is actually local to D.C., which I'm excited about because I don't... Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not that connected to the music scene in D.C. And also the music I listen to tends to be so mainstream that it's, it's a whole different world. But, so there's a story behind this, which is that um, a shout out to Tanya, a friend of mine, and Vettos also, who performed in a um, show the other weekend called The Dictionary of Marks. And it was um, kind of a mess in a lot of ways. <laughs> if you go back to the last oh. conversation we had about uh, like Venezuela and Cuba and communism and progressive lefties, basically it was so. So Cinco de Mayo, March, May fifth, hap- also happens to be Karl Marx's birthday. So the mm-hmm. Goethe Institute, which is a German, an institute for German culture and whatever in D.C., hosted this event, kind of celebrating Marx. I guess you could say. And he's a complicated person to celebrate, given that the ways in which Marxism have been used in the real world, right? And Tanya is... Re- but is that Russian. his fault, though? I mean, I think you could... I think it's a question. It's a question to be asked, right? It's a question. It's yeah. a question. So I think... <laughs> but I think, like, baldly celebrating him and Marxism, there was a lot of, like, pretty problematic stuff that happened at this event. I mean, a lot of, like, old white Marxists. Um, trigger warning of, oh my god yeah, serious my trigger warning least a lot favorite of, population of people i know i was like this is not and so the reason that i was there was to support tanya and the reason tanya was there is because she's russian and her great-grandmother was killed by stalin for being a counter-revolutionary and she was mm. a marxist and she was involved yeah. in communism and, and those political movements and you know it turns out stalin killed everyone like he didn't you know it didn't right matter right he didn't give a were. fuck stalin was a everyone man. was eventually considered counter revolutionary counter mm-hmm. to him and killed even the people that were working for him so anyway and her great grandmother has this amazing story of resilient of resistance and whatever um leading up to her death so her piece was amazing and really beautiful and really um you know shows the complicated ways in which marx's values were used in the real world including like repressive and brutal governments um, but there was a lot of other, like, very uncomplicated celebrating of Marx and Marxism that by white people mostly that I found really problematic um, for all the reasons we've talked about with Cuba. And I just have to mm. share this one anecdote before I get back to this band who was at this event, which is why I li- I'm talking about this. They performed at this event. Um, these two white folk singers were doing music during the interlude and they're like old hippies, you know, whatever. And they were singing really (laughs) like boring and uncomplicated songs about workers, the world unite, blah, 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 you know, kind of bullshit. Um, I mean, that's not bullshit, but like, no, I'm a wobbly at heart. (laughs) I know, but it's, but like, I I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I know. know, workers, the world unite, but like, you're totally ignoring like all of this history and like you're so white it's kind of painful anyway here's the illustration of it is like oh it's in honor of Cinco de Mayo excuse me uh in honor of Cinco de Mayo we're gonna play this song who's the song by a Chilean musician oh my god it was in Spanish and it was by a Chilean musician oh my god (laughs) I was like is this actually happening is this actually happening? So embarrassing. I had to stop myself from yelling, what the fuck does Chile have to do with Cinco de Mayo? <laughs> like, I had to stop myself. It was like a small black box theater, and it just would have been really uncomfortable. So I just, like, talked shit under my breath to my friend who was sitting next to me. 
Yeah. Anyway, so I just needed to vent about that somewhere, and I almost posted on Instagram about it, and I was like, you know what? It was like, I'm not going to do that here, but here I feel like I can do that. So anyway, mm-hmm. white people, Cinco de Mayo, it's a hot fucking mess, and Marxists are included in that, apparently. So back to this lovely band, um, which is a local DC band, and so they they played at the event, um, and their music was really beautiful, and so I looked them up, and I'm a huge fan of their work. So yeah, their Go sound on. reminds me a lot of La Santa Cecilia, who we brought to the show before I think they have a I think it's just like a similar mix of um, like social justice cumbia exactly yeah and I don't know does San- <laughs> La Santa Cecilia do a lot of cumbia also they do some cumbia it's yeah. not like it's not uh like all they do though yeah and it's not all these these folks do either yeah so the lead singer is Nicaraguan American and and this group has been making music since 2011 um they have two albums out and the latest one is from 2017 and one of the things that's beautiful about this, if you go and watch the video, is um, so check out our show notes. The song is filmed, um, the video is filmed in Mount Pleasant, which is a historically like immigrant Latino neighborhood in DC. And it's where I lived when I first moved here in 2008. So it's pretty nostalgic. Um, and it's an, er- it's an area with a long like Latinx immigrant history. I mean, if folks don't know, El Sa- um, Salvador, there's a long history of El Salvadoran immigration to DC. It's like the biggest Salvadoran diaspora. Um, in the U.S. and so, but also folks from other countries as well in Central America, but predominantly Salvadoran. And so, Mount Pleasant is a historically Latino neighborhood that it still like has maintained a good amount of that in terms of businesses and some community. But over the last ten years, it's just gone the way of so many urban areas, which is just gentrification that has changed mm-hmm. the cost of living and also who is in these neighborhoods and whose businesses can stay and whatnot. And so, Mount Pleasant is definitely continues to experience that even as some of the businesses have held on for a long time. So, um, so yeah, these folks are all, all three of them are Latinx folks living in DC. Um, and yeah, I was just excited to discover somebody local. So nice. Tiny's piece was yeah. amazing. Old white Marxist. Sorry racist. that you had to sit <laughs> through like old uh, white Marxist. I know. I know. For it's it. just, it makes me really, um, have trouble even, I know. Like, stomaching it. You know, because yeah. it's so, it just feels so blind. Like, it just feels so ignorant. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I think Karl Marx had some really great ideas. I feel like his ideas have been used in really fucked up ways. Probably a uh, a tribute to Karl Marx should acknowledge that. I mean, it did. I mean, Tanya did. I missed the first. Yeah, I know. I missed I the know. first Tanya few acts. Did, so I don't, like... I don't know. I missed the first few acts, which she said were like less literal and more interpretive. But there were definitely mm. a couple of people that just like were just like baldly celebrating Marx. And like somebody said, this white woman was like, I didn't know there's so many Marxists in D.C. Like looking at the audience. And I was like, whoa, dude. Like, whoa. You're making a big assumption. You did not want to be included in that. No. <laughs> and it was, I mean, it was called the Dictionary of Marx. It wasn't called like, but I, I mean, it was a celebration, I guess, of... And I think I'm just like, I'm also just not over how lazy people are around Cinco de Mayo. Like, even fucking progress. Like, you're. I you're, can't believe you're fucking was leftist. it. That's so fucked up. But was it Violeta Parra? Because if Who they, they use Violeta Parra. No, it was a man. For, it was a man. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, if they use Violeta Parra, they desecrated her name in this, like, Cinco de Mayo. I mean, they desecrated disaster. somebody. They desecrated, they desecrated somebody. And it was definitely, like, a revolutionary name. somebody or other. I mean, it's just, like, how lazy can you be? Like, how lazy can you be? And, like, this is not even a, you know, it's like Cinco de Mayo is even, like, an overblown. It's like it's a Mexican holiday. The answer holiday is so lazy. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, your racism is so lazy. It's like, it's offensive, you know? Like, yeah. Um, and their Spanish was terrible also, of course, right? It was just, anyway. yeah. So, and I then just, like, people no outlet for that. Yeah. And then people also are like, nobody in Mexico celebrates that. And it's like, bitch, people in Puebla celebrate it. Like, also right. don't do this. <laughs> You know, it's a, like just it's a because very you're from northern Mexico doesn't Mexican mean that holiday. like yeah. just because you don't celebrate it. You know, like it's just it's also there's just so many ways to be extra Erasure. about it. I know, <laughs> but like most Americans have no fucking clue, even where what country it's from. Apparently, that all Latinos aren't the same, and that yeah, that it's it's not a it's not a national thing. It's a very regional. Oh thing. Oh my so. god, me da pena ajena. Like I'm embarrassed for you. Uh, yeah I'm like I'm still upset about it I think it's just it's like them those little microaggression things you're like this is feels so minor but it feels like such a big deal because it's so it's just so wrong like it's just so wrong anyway I'll, yeah I'll yesterday I'll, I'll, you know it's like when you see something it's like this person is wrong on the internet <laughs> I know I know and I I was on a silent meditation retreat the week before so like this was the, the it just day makes I got it more. back. So I was really <laughs> sensitive. And that's what they tell you. They're like, you're very sensitive after being spending a week just like meditating and in silence. Like you're extremely sensitive. So be careful. Yeah. Of. And yeah. so it was unfortunate that I was in a very like emotionally sensitive place. And there was also a lot of like racist microaggression stuff at the retreat. You know, I mean, this happens everywhere. Um, so progressive <sighs> white people, even if they think that they're enlightened, you know. And so, um, yeah. So I think it just like hit me hard because I was like, are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? Right <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, not kidding. Yeah. But Elena y los Fulanos, um, you should check out their music. They are on Spotify and they have these two albums out. I'm hoping to get to go Word. hear them again in DC. And yeah, I really like the sound. So I'm excited to, to know about them and to support them. And they're all like political activist folks in DC as well, like organizers. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's so cool. Support your local scenes. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. I'm learning. <laughs> Amazing. Right. Well, thank you so much for listening, y'all, once again. And as always, all of the details for the songs that we brought today are going to be in our show notes. Um, the link is in the description, so you can just pull that up really easily. Um, and... Also, thank you, thank you, thank you to all of those who've been leaving reviews. We mm -hmm. have been seeing them. We know you're still doing it. Thank you so much to those of you who have. If you haven't yet, please, please, please leave us a review. You can just, you know, give us five stars if you want. Mm -hmm. Or you can also write out a review. And that just makes our little yeah. hearts sing. So we, so we love you. each and every one of them. Yeah. So if you haven't left one, please, please leave one. And make sure to follow us on social media. Vero does a great job with our Instagram posting. She's like on top of the Cardi B moments, like that happened <laughs> one that happened a couple <laughs> days ago when we're recording this. So oh you my should follow God. us on Instagram um, and also on Twitter. And then we're on Facebook as well. All of those are at Radio Menea. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, y'all. Hasta la próxima. Ciao. Y en cambio yo me siento eterno Ya yo encontré un nuevo amor de pura pasión Que me eleva hasta el cielo cuando hacemos el amor Que promete y cumple cuando jura por mí Y me dice te amo cuando la hago en mí 
suerte Te deseo buena suerte Yo te deseo lo mejor Yo te lo juro por Dios Pero hoy Somos Culpables